0: Hello there. Hi, good morning. I am here recording because I was inspired today to share a message with you that I've been honestly kind of putting off for a little while. So, what do I mean by putting it off? Well, I have some strong feelings about meal prep despite the fact that I have created meal prep guides and help people master meal prepping. I've realized that it's just not for me and for my life, and I don't share a lot about that because I think it can be kind of a divisive message for people who are really into it. But today, I want to share with you a little bit more about why meal prep isn't right for me why it might not be working for you if you've tried over and over again and quote-unquote failed, not that there's any failing, but you know what I mean, like feel like it hasn't worked for you, you can't stick with it, those kinds of things, and then give you some ideas about alternative ways to fill the gap of feeding your family well with efficiently might be the best way to say that. Um, if meal prep isn't fitting into your life, if it's not feeling like it's flowing for you, if it's feeling like there's more resistance than there is help in it, then this episode today is for you. Hi there, I'm Amy. I'm a mom, a natural food chef, and the host of the Feel Good Family Food Podcast. Just like you, I have more to do in a day than could possibly get done, and kids who say their favorite foods are things like... Gummy bread. Pretzels, of course. My cookie. Ice cream, yummy. On this podcast, I'm using my 10 years of professional food experience plus real-world nutrition to help real parents more easily feed their families healthy food more often. Stick with me for tips, tricks, and actionable steps to start feeling good about feeding your family. So in today's episodes, I want to cover three things. First, I want to tell you why I quit meal prep and why you might want to quit meal prep too. Um, Number two is that I want to talk about one thing I do every week to set myself and my family up for healthy eating success. It's not meal prep, but it is not as dissimilar as I might like you to believe. And then thirdly, I want to talk about how to pick meals that you can make without needing to prep them ahead of time. Let's dive in. All right, so why do I hate meal prep? And why is this divisive? Let me start with why. Um, so I have created meal prep guides for folks. I think meal prep can be a great strategy for people who can fit it into their life. Where I get frustrated with the whole message around meal prepping is that I have so many parents who come to me and say, gosh, I know that I should be meal prepping, but I can't stick with it. I feel frustrated spending hours on the weekend cooking and then cleaning up after cooking. Because let's be honest, you make a huge mess of your kitchen when you try to cook a bunch of things at once. And uh, that that's like some of the very limited time that I have to spend with my family. And to all of that, I say, amen. For those of you who maybe not don't know me so well, I have a background in um, professional culinary skills. I don't know the best way to say that. I've been a culinary trainer. I worked at Whole Foods as a culinary trainer. I have worked with tons of families around food. I've worked as a personal chef. I have the skills that it would take to meal prep effectively, but even I feel like I don't want to spend my time and energy on the weekends, the dedicated time that I have with my family and kids, spending hours upon hours cooking and cleaning. I just don't want to do it. And What I have found is that that resistance to meal prepping consistently, to figuring out the recipes, to standing in the kitchen for all that time, to cleaning up afterwards, packaging it all up in the fridge, has revealed a lot to me around what actually can work. And I want to help suss some of that out for you if this has been a point of resistance as well. The thing is, meal prep... It can be a great strategy for people who can fit it into their lives, who have the time and energy to dedicate, who have the kitchen skills to make it go quickly, who have um, the dedication to set that time aside and who maybe have the space and time and support to make all that happen. If you are feeling like that's not you, there's another way. And it's not as easily packaged up. It's not as Pinterest worthy or Instagrammable or all those kinds of things. And I am convinced that this is one of the reasons that people aren't talking about it because it does take a little bit of strategy, a little bit of work. It still takes some kitchen skills, but you can eat healthy. You can set yourself up for fast, healthy meals without meal prepping ahead of time. I've been working for the last couple of years. Once I realized meal prep wasn't for me and people were frustrated spending hours upon hours in the kitchen, by the way, if meal prep is for you and you want one of my meal prep guides, I'd be happy to send it to you. I have some from a few years ago that I put together. They'll have you spending about three hours in the kitchen and have four meals done at the end of it. So just leave me a comment um, here on Facebook, or you can pop on over to Instagram, the family kitchen coach, and I'll totally send that your way. But if meal prepping isn't for you, here's what I do instead to set myself up for fast, healthy meals, and you can easily adapt this to your family as well. So the number one thing that I do is make sure that we always have some healthy go-tos in the fridge, and I aim for at least two every week and ideally more. Usually those go-tos look like sliced up bell peppers, because I know my kids will eat those, sliced up cucumbers, also Same. Um, berries, which are really easy to wash. I just shared a video on YouTube last week around uh, ways to store berries longer in your fridge. I'm trying to think of the best way to say that. Brain not working yet. I'm only two cups into coffee. It's daylight savings time. You're going to have to forgive me for my lack of words today. But I want to share this message, anyways, because sliced bell peppers, sliced cucumbers, um, washing your berries and having those on hand, cooking up some sweet potatoes at the beginning of the week, hard boiling eggs, cooking up brown rice. The thing that I try to focus on is what can I a either do in conjunction with something I'm already making. So for example, if you saw my dinner last night, I had sliced cucumbers served. So I sliced extras that I could use in lunches and dinners throughout the week. Essentially, that's the same as meal prep. It just doesn't involve the four hours in the kitchen. So I try to pick things that I'm already doing and just do more of them. This is a strategy I use all throughout the week to constantly keep things on hand without spending almost any extra time and absolutely no extra cleanup. Cleanup's a big one for me. I hate doing it. The second thing that I take a look at and try to do ahead of time at the beginning of each week is say to myself, what takes a long time that I'm not going to have time to do between the practice activity, hanging out with friends, play date, shuffle at the end of the day, but I would like to have on hand. So that looks like cooking up brown rice, hard boiling eggs, um, you're baking sweet potatoes, Those, not the eggs, but (laughs) don't cook your eggs for an hour. But those other things take about an hour to do. I don't know about you, but I don't usually have an hour to dedicate on weeknights. So that becomes part of my beginning of the week strategies. Call it meal prep, call it whatever you want. It becomes one of my meal prep strategies without the multiple hours upon hours, as well as stress to have everything made ahead of time. The other thing I hear from a lot of you is that um, you have husbands or kids who like are really good at detecting when something's been cooked ahead of time. I am fascinated by this. It's not a skill that I have, but I have heard from multiple of you that it's true. And so things like this, the hard boiled eggs, the, you know, washing some salad greens, baking sweet potato, it becomes just prepping some components rather than prepping the whole thing. And I think it can help circumvent some of those challenges around kids or partners who don't want to eat things that were pre-cooked. Now, I'm not as much for nurturing that because, listen, if you want dinner, you're going to eat what's served. So one of the things that I'm doing this week, and I have, um, if you're watching on video, I'm going to cook up some chard and mustard greens. This is a 45-minute recipe. It does take a little bit of time. And so I'm cooking it up neutrally so that it can really go with anything. It could go with lamb stew. It could go with um, beans and Caribbean sweet potatoes that I'm planning to make. It could go with... Um, Zupa Toscana. I'm planning to make like a copycat version of the one that they have at Olive Garden and a little bit healthier. And I'll share that on stories as I get that made. But this is a side that's neutral enough that it could go with anything. And once we've eaten it, it's gone. And then I can have another side that's really easy. So the final thing I want to talk about here, I told you why I don't love meal prepping and one thing I do every week to make sure that we have healthy food on hand. The final thing I want to talk about is how can you pick meals that are actually realistic if you haven't meal prepped? This, in my opinion, is where most people fall apart. So the little bits of prep, that's pretty easy. The idea that you don't have to prep everything all at once, people are into that. But where most of us fall apart is in picture... Picking recipes that are actually realistic to make in the time frame that we have available to us. I will say it's a little bit of a fine art, and it's a fine art that I've developed over years and years of looking at recipes, cooking recipes, you know, spending my 10,000 hours doing cooking in the kitchen. So I don't have the best secrets, but I do have a few little tips that you can use to make sure that it's a recipe that will work for you. The first thing that I do is if I'm going to cook a recipe on a busy night, I make sure that it has no more than 10 ingredients. You can decide what the amount of ingredients is for you. Maybe it's five, maybe it's 20. I'm not the boss of that. But for me, I find that when it starts to be more than 10 ingredients, it gets a little bit iffy on whether I can navigate getting all of those things coordinated, especially with kids running around and battling each other or whatever it is that my boys are doing these days. It becomes a little tricky so I try to keep it less than 10 ingredients again set your threshold but I encourage you to really pay attention as you make more and more recipes and say did this one work what worked about it was it pretty minimal in in ingredients? Was it um, pretty hands-off on chopping? Those kinds of things are going to help you identify what's really realistic for you so that you can get dinner on the table in 20 minutes from start to finish on a weeknight, and it will alleviate that need or that feeling that you needed to prep everything ahead of time in order to get dinner on the table realistically, which is ultimately what meal prep is trying to answer for most of us, right? A novel goal, just not the only way to um, accomplish it. The second thing that I do to make sure that I can realistically get healthy dinners on the table fast on weeknights is I make sure I'm not following more than one recipe. I know that you, and listen, I've been there, have the best of intentions in being like, I'll make um, zuppa toscana and I'm gonna cook up these greens and then I'm gonna, um, you know, make a rice pilaf also. And all of those recipes individually seem really easy. But I have found that I have no capacity for following more than one recipe on any given night. And sometimes not even that. Sometimes it's just like sausage and roasted broccoli, things that already live in my head. So again, you need to figure out what your threshold is, but I would really encourage you if dinner feels like a struggle right now and you're trying to follow multiple recipes, try first and foremost, just cutting down to one recipe at a time and saying, I'm going to do one recipe and then I'm going to have a side that is something I know how to make, even if it's baby carrots with hummus, right? Like even if you don't need to make any of it, no guilt there, make the main, follow the recipe and don't add any more. Quite literally to your plate as you're trying to master this art of getting dinners on the table fast. The final thing that I look for is I really look for recipes that have no more than 15 minute hands-on time. So, this is one of those places where like you're only going to recognize it once you see it, but I can pretty quickly see like what is this going to take from me. And I think the mistake that a lot of us make is some is saying Um, I'm going to look for a 20-minute recipe, but often a 20-minute recipe has a little bit of leeway because nobody knows, us recipe writers, don't know exactly how long it's going to take you, and you don't even know exactly how long it's going to take you. So instead of looking at the full cook time, look at the hands-on time and find people you really trust. There are some food bloggers that I really know and trust that they're going to get healthy dinners together quickly. Real Simple is a great resource for things like this. You just have to find things that meet your dietary guidelines. But the one thing that I've noticed that most of these simple recipes have in common is that they don't have a lot of steps written in the ingredients list. So it's going to take you time to slice cabbage, chop up an onion, mince garlic, um, you know, caramelize a shallot, uh shred some carrots do all these things they seem benign that it's not going to take you that long but this is like where most things fall apart is thinking it's not going to take you long and not realizing that each of these steps is going to take time so what i look for for a good weeknight meal is even if it's going to take like 30 minutes in the instant pot if i only have to chop up carrots and potatoes and onion, I'm good. I know I can do that in less than 15 minutes. It goes in the Instant Pot and then it's hands-off for me. Awesome thing about the Instant Pot is that then it can sit there until we're actually ready to eat it. You could even do it in the morning, right? So you're pressure cooking it and then it's keeping it warm for a longer amount of time. These are the strategies. Looking at these steps and making sure is this less than 15 minutes hands-on time is going to ensure that this item is going to actually cook and be done in the amount of time that you expect because there are less failure points throughout as you're trying to get the ingredients ready. Usually meat takes as long as it takes to cook. Rice takes as long as it takes to cook. So you can't speed up those things. All you can speed up is the variable of how long it's taking you to actually get those ingredients together to make the dish that you're making. I hope that this was helpful today. Maybe it gave you a new way to think about meal prep. And if nothing else, I hope to alleviate any guilt that you might be feeling if you feel like you're a meal prep failure like me. You are not a failure. This just might not be the strategy that works for you. And listen, if you got a good thing going, if meal prep is working for you, then keep at it. I am not trying to discourage anyone from taking this approach. I'm just trying to shed some light on another way that you might be able to accomplish your goal of getting fast, healthy meals on the table without losing your mind, without spending four hours doing it on the weekend. If this episode was helpful to you, I would be so grateful to um, get a thumbs up from you. Or if you are on iTunes, you could leave me a review at the Feel Good Family Food Podcast. Reviews are super helpful in helping other folks find my podcast so that I can continue to share this wisdom and so that I can hear more from you guys what you need and address even more of your cooking challenges. I hope this was um, a useful way to use your time. That's always my goal and that your week is off to a great start and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care.